Welcome back to the Like a Bigfoot podcast. I'm your host, Chris Ward. This is episode number 188. And have you ever wondered what it's like to run up like a gigantic skyscraper? You know, like go to the first floor, run the stairs to the second floor, run the stairs to the third floor, rinse and repeat like a billion times <clears throat> until you're at the very top. Um, that's what today's guest does. This is her sport. And I got to say this, this is coming from someone who's like really loves ultra running and dives into all things like ultra endurance. I am intrigued by the thought of just going completely anaerobic <laughs> for, you know, le- less than 20 minutes or however long these take, which probably way more now that I say that because I ran like 10 stairs today and I was just imagining doing that to the top of the Empire State Building and I was just, it blew my mind. (laughs) But as someone who, you know, in most of my workouts, I'm able to sit and have a conversation, you know, I'm able to breathe, I'm able to keep up with my breath because I'm doing these long, slow runs. And as someone who does that, every once in a while, I'll do something that is anaerobic and there's a whole different challenge. It has to be like a whole different sport, a whole different preparation. Uh, so anyways, I'm excited to talk to Trisha about that. She's an elite stair runner. Uh, she's ran like famous skyscrapers all over the world. She ran the Eiffel Tower. She was run, like I said, the Empire State Building, Rockefeller Center, all sorts of stuff. So we definitely dive into that aspect of her story here. Um, and... Yeah, I had a I had a super fun time talking with her. Um, it's a sport that I've never I've heard of for sure, but I've never even really considered until um, until I had this interview planned, and I was like, "Whoa, this is crazy." There's a lot of factors I have to I have to think about. So, so yeah, super excited to share this podcast with you guys. So let's just jump right in. This is the Like a Bigfoot podcast number one eighty eight how to run a whole bunch of stairs and climb to the top of gigantic buildings with Trisha O'Hara. Trisha, I'm really excited to to chat with you today. Uh, Likewise, Susan has said many wonderful things about you, Chris. So um, thank you for wanting to introduce this topic because a lot of people, when I say I'm an elite stair climber, they're like, what? They think of like Spider-Man climbing the side side of like the Empire State Building. And I'm like, no, it's not exactly that. But just to give you a little history. So I grew up a runner and soccer player. And then um, back in college, uh, I was always, I, I rode crew also. And so we would always run stadium stairs at UW, University of Washington. And I've always loved stairs since I was young. And at the time I was running, I ran track and cross country in high school and I was running, I started running like 5k and 10k's during high, uh, college. And so my friend said, you know, you love running stairs. They've got these stair climbs in, it was in Seattle at the time in the bank of America building, for instance, was one. And, um, they said, you should do it. I, you know, you'd kill it because you're always doing the stadium stairs. And I thought, Ah, okay, it would be good training for my running races. Yeah. So I just remember yeah. doing my first one 
And my girlfriend that I just talked to, she's like, do you remember the first one you did? You said, oh, it's so disgusting in there. People are spitting everywhere and it's hot and sweaty. And I mean, honestly, this is now 34 years ago, whatever, a thousand years ago. Um, But I would always win them. I wouldn't really like train for them because my main emphasis was my running races. So I think I kind of did it as part of training for my running races. Fast forward a few years, moved away from Seattle, uh, moved back down to San Francisco. I'm originally from California and just forgot about them, you know. Um, Down here, I was introduced to triathlons and Ironman. I was dating a swimmer at the time. This was back in 96. Uh, I was 30 30 then. And um, he's a late swimmer. He says, you know, you really should do triathlons because you're an excellent runner and cyclist. And I'm like, well, I'm that involves swimming and I'm terrified of, of swimming because I almost drowned when I was young. And so even though I grew up on um, Mercer Island, which is surrounded by water, mm-hmm. I was like, I can't possibly think of like going in the water, especially like in the bay. And so I slowly got over my fear. I started training for like the sprint distance triathlons and I would win them because, you know, triathlon a lot of times isn't about swim. It's about the run. And since I grew up a runner you know, I'd always, everyone would pass me in the first two legs, but I, or not everyone, but I would then start passing everyone in the run and then, yeah. and then I would, and so I got addicted to that and the addiction that I grew from the tri- uh, doing the triathlons kind of sort of superseded my fear of swimming. And, you know, and then of course I kept, I worked with the swim coach a little bit, um, signed up for the escape from Alcatraz, which I mean, if you didn't swim from Alcatraz, that pretty much like kills your fear of swimming. And I ended up doing it, I think, like seven or eight times. Plus, I was also assistant coach for Tri California, which at the time they sponsored the Escape from Alcatraz. Um, and as most triathletes know, once you do like the sprint distance, then you want to try the Olympic, and then you want to try the half Ironman, and then you want to try the Ironman. So it worked that way with me, and I. Um, Ended up doing about 10 years of the Ironman distance. Uh, But my true love always has been running. So to this day, I've run 21 marathons. And going back to the the stair climbing, I I live next to Monaco right now. I've lived over there about for the last 12 years. I'm from San Francisco. And during the winters, I would live in New York and work with my clients there. And this is probably now seven or eight years ago. I was walking in a, through a store and I saw a little brochure that said stair climb, raising money for multiple sclerosis up Rockefeller Center. So we're now fast forwarding, I don't know, 25 years or whatever. I'm like, oh my gosh, they still <laughs> have those races going on. Yes. Chris. And it was funny because one of the first races that I'd done in Seattle was up the Columbia Tower, which at the time, I think had just been built, it was the tallest building in, in Seattle. 72 floors or 74 floors, something like that. And I just, it caught my um, eye because the person that won um, got to race up the Empire State Building. Um, Empire State Building is the oldest, but also the most prestigious. So the only way that you can get into that race is either a very small lottery or to get invited. Wow. So I had done the Columbia Tower. 25, 30, whatever, 34 years ago. And, um, and I came in second and I was so bummed. I was like, oh, I just, the Empire State Building, you know. Like, yeah. So 
so when I saw the for Rockefeller Center, I was like, oh my god, they still have these because I completely forgot about them, and I thought it was long gone, and you know, you never heard of it down here in San Francisco. So I was living in New York. I think I had just run the half marathon. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll do it, you know. And I, it was like in two or three weeks, no training except for just training for. I think I'd come off the um, New York marathon and half marathon. And I went and did it and came in third. And then my friend said, well, are you going to do the Empire State Building? There's a lottery for it. And so I was like, oh, my gosh, you know, here we are coming full circle. So I entered the lottery and I happened to get in. And I um, I remember I emailed Mary, Mary Wittenberg, I think was the director of um, uh, the road, uh, Roadrunners of New York or whatever. New York Roadrunners Club. I said, uh, can I race elite? I just, I think I'd just done a couple races. I said, I just did a couple races. One, I won. Rockefeller, I came in third. She's like, well, no, you have to prove yourself. So I was put in the last wave. <laughs> the Empire State Building is a little bit different. Normally, the stair races are either Saturday or Sunday morning at like 7 or 8 in the morning. The elite wave is the first wave of people that goes. It's 20, 30 people, whatever, and they go off anywhere from 15 to 30 second um, increments, okay, so that you're not climbing all over. But the advantage is, is that you're not with the masses of people, okay? The elite wave goes first. We go off like every 15, 20, 30 seconds. And so unless you're really good, do you rarely pass someone? Oh, okay? yeah. That's what I was wondering because you can't. It's probably too yeah. skinny, right? Yeah, and also it's like a stairwell, you know, like an escape in a, in a in a building. Like um, if you have back stairs in a hotel, it's it's like that. Okay, yeah. but um, but when you get to the open waves, I mean, they still or to the public, they still let people go off every fifteen twenty seconds. But they're not people. Some people are just walking it. Some people, and they're not going by people's time. You know, slow, fast, medium. You know, yeah. so it's it's like chaos. So I get into the Empire State Building. I get put in the last wave. Empire State Building is on a Tuesday or Wednesday night at like 8 o'clock at night. So it's a little different than most races. Um, I think because they have tourists morning and whatever. So it's, it's closed at that time or something. Um, and because I wasn't in the elite wave, I didn't get to go in front. Um, and so I was put in like the last wave at like 9.40. And I was like, great, you know. Um not only that, I was coming from Europe. So for me, it was like 5.40 in the morning or 6, you know, it was like I'm totally, on, was on You're different totally time. thrown off, yeah. Yeah, so I go to do it and I'm like, oh my God. I mean, it was like a joke because when you're going, when you're in the last wave, people are just walking it. People are stopping. I mean, I, so I was constantly like, excuse me, excuse me. I mean, I was there to race, you know. Yeah. I was going to prove that I could come in and be as fast as I lead. So fast forward, I ended up coming in seventh overall. That's crazy. While passing people. Yeah. So I asked I asked Mary Wittenberg, the, the director, the next year, I said, Okay, you said I'd approve myself. I came in seventh overall. Can I please race elite the next year? So yeah. I was invited back and it was funny. This time I was actually racing. She was one of the she was in the elite wave racing with all of us and I ended up beating her by like a minute. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask like First of all, when does the fatigue really hit you? Um, it depends what building and what, what I'm training for. Okay. So, for instance, like if you want to go to the mindset, I think having done a background of marathons and Ironman, I mean, if you know any Ironman or marathon triathletes, we have this 
it actually becomes more mental than it is physical. Yeah. I think you can ask any marathon runner or Ironman triathlete. You know, of course, you've got to have the physique and the, and the endurance to do it. But it's when you get to those dark periods when you just tell yourself, can you read my arm? Oh, there you go. Never give up. And by the way, this is like the third or it's like the third episode where I've read a tattoo off of somebody. Oh, really? And they've okay. all been motivational tattoos, which is cool. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and you know, Chris, I placed it there on my arm yes. um, because uh, I wanted, when you get tired, you know, what are you looking at? You're looking at your arm yeah. and when yeah. I'm grabbing the stairs, you know, the railings and it's just like, you know, when those darkest moments where you just want to just <laughs> throw in the towel, you look at, you know, it's like, it's, it's like the little devil sitting on my arm. It's like, I can't, I, I can't stop. You know, it's yeah. like that thing by Rocky, you know? You, you may see me, whatever, it, no, I can't remember what the saying is, but um, anyway, I've got to find what that one by Rocky is, but it's, um, so yeah. it's just like, never, it's, I will never, you know, I will never, you know, give up. And uh, the, so I think from the stair races, you know, I developed that mentality from all the years of doing triathlons from the running races. And um, it's funny now because I think when I told you when I started, I actually just did it kind of as training for my running races. Now it's actually more like I'm doing my running, my other stuff catered towards, yeah. you know, you know, tempo runs and, and uh, repeats and stuff like that catered towards building speed and endurance for the stair climbs. And you asked about like the difficulty of them. Um, it, it really depends like what I'm training for. Like for instance, have you heard of the Red Bull 400s? No. Okay, so that's another crazy story. I know. See, that's the thing. I'm like, I don't know a lot about this world, so I'm just like completely yeah. fascinated. The red, they have one, and I think in Denver, maybe. Uh, yeah, in okay. Colorado. But um, so what Red Bull has done is, you know, the ski jumps. Yeah. That, so that's 400 meters, and the incline is about, or decline is about 37 percent on the the main part, and then when you get to the top where they jump, it's about 41 percent. So it's um so what Red Bull has done is around the world they have in different countries they have this race where you start from the bottom and you run or you can't run because it's too steep but you you climb I'll show you, I'll send you you know show you some pictures afterwards you're you're climbing up to the top you can't run because it's too steep I mean you yeah. just so the reason I tell you that is last year I was training for two of those so when it came to the stair climbs. Because I built my, increased my lactic threshold and did so many hill repeats on like, I had a, at one of my gyms, a treadmill at 20% and doing these constantly over and over again and just push, pushing myself to the limit that all my stair races last year, I mean, they weren't, e they weren't um, easy, yeah. but they, they weren't as hard as say maybe the year before when I wasn't training for the Red Bull 400s. Um, and then also years where I've trained been training for the Berlin and New York marathon. Um, I had the endurance for those, you know, so it's always, it, it, I think it kind of depends what else I'm training for. If yes. I'm just training for the stair races, yes, you know, and, and it depends what you're doing. So one thing that I found that really worked for me is, um, like here in San Francisco, we have the Lion Street stairs. They're great stairs, they're really steep, whatever. But the problem is, is you have the open air. And unfortunately, I don't have access to a building. I mean, that's obviously the best to train in. But for me, what um, it doesn't, what doesn't 
kill me is the endurance or my legs. Like my legs are never burning. What it is is my lungs. Yeah. It's lung capacity of just grasping, you know, you know, that's why I need to increase the lactic threshold of just, <gasps> you're just gasping for air. But when I train, and so what I've noticed what, since I don't have a building to train in, what really helps me is getting on the treadmill, putting it at 15%, or if I'm on the treadmill at 20%, and just trying to go as hard as I can, 90 seconds, repeat it 10 times, 12 times. And that's when I start my lungs get, and my throat get used to, because it simulates what the same way I feel in the stair race. Yeah. So it, it, it all depends to the individual on how they're trained. Just to go run on stairs is not going to do it, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, the people that come out on top are cyclists because they have huge, you know, um, lung capacity and super strong quads. The other athletes that do really well are sprinters because oh, they're yeah. used to their heart rate, you know, at maxed out heart rate all the time, 170, you know, 180, whatever. And then the third is uh, rowers. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like one guy came in, he did the um, the uh, Rockefeller Center. First stair climb he'd ever done. He was like an Olympic rower and just blew it. I mean, he blew He set a record. He was like, you know, for him it was, eh, eh, whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah. So it's um, the, I would say the one that really took a lot of um, just like uh, – same thing that I guess the way that I would feel in Iron Man was Willis Tower because okay. it's the uh, it's the highest building in North America. It is like 210, 220 flights of stairs, but it's like the um, Freedom Tower is just about as high, but the stairs aren't as steep. Like uh, the vector on Freedom Tower might be more like you know like this where mm -hmm. the in because the um, Willis Tower is so old, the stairs are so incredibly steep wow. and narrow, and that vector really makes a huge difference. You know, if you're just on stairs that are like this, yeah. and you're going up 200 flights of stairs, it's just a little flatter. Yeah, and it really people. I like you never think about stairs because it's very funny. Some people I race with, they're so technical. They're like, I'll be like, Hey, do you remember what the stairs are like inside the building? They're like, Well. It's the stairwell is three and a half feet wide <laughs> with both sides. The stairs are typical seven to eight inches high and the in-depth is, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, they're getting scientific. But it really, you know, for the guys that are serious there, they're like, they study everything. Wow. And it, I, we just had the USA championships, which I came in, I came in six for, um, for USA, I'm ranked six in the nation. That's awesome. Um, last year, I was ranked first in my division. I think it's second in my division now, or third wow. or something. Well, let me ask you this. Um, first of all, why did you love stairs? Like you mentioned at, at the beginning of your story, like you just loved running stairs. What What is it about it about them? I don't. I think because I'm really light. Well, I'm light. I'm about five seven. I don't ever weigh myself. Maybe I'm 105, 106, and I'm super, super lean um, and strong. And I don't know. I think we just used to run the stadium stairs all the time, and I just like that feeling of just feeling fast and light going up the stairs. Yeah. And you don't – you know, it's different from running. I mean, I grew up a runner, and I love running too, but it's a different sort of feeling. You don't get like that super power – you know, from a, a, a run, cause I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not like some elite sprinter, you know, I'm, I'm mid distance. I would say my best distance, even though I've done a lot of marathons is probably half yeah. marathon. Yeah. 
I can not anymore, but like I used to be able to run a half in like one thirty five, which was good for me. My marathon time was three thirty. But um I think that you can do you could pound out stairs super hard for like an hour and feel strong you, you do. know yeah you fit you because you know i've done them for workouts before and you get done and you do feel like you just, you just took on the world yeah yeah just strong i mean when you're you know sprinting up every other step, it's different than going out and running you know a 10 or 12k an hour you know yeah. just for me it is. it's just like that is like you know my running is kind of like my zen to me but so i just and i like to keep on you know um challenging myself I mean I still podium just about every single race and I'm going to be 54 this year you know so I'm I'm pretty proud of myself but I also expect a lot out of myself um I qualify I got invited for the seventh time back to the Empire State Building nice well I will be doing that well unless the coronavirus changes things I'll be doing that May 12th is that kind of the ultimate like out of the whole sport it's it's like the Kona it's like the Kona of um yeah, it's like the Kona of Iron Man. Let me so, ask a really dumb question. Yeah. What's at the top? Like, what does the finish line look like? <laughs> so, um, some of, okay, so they're all different. Like, a lot of them generally. Yeah. If it's not like an iconic building, like the, the coolest one I ever did was the Eiffel Tower. That's am- I saw that on your website, and yeah. I just think that's so, incredible. Yeah, so for the Eiffel Tower, the public is only allowed, it's split in three different sections. The um, public is only allowed to take the elevator or go up the stairs to the uh, second stage. So the fact that we were like one billionth of the population, you know, people aren't allowed on the very, very top. Yeah. Even, even the elevators don't, I don't think the elevators go all the way up. So to be able to like run, I mean, I just remember doing that one and it's, you know, there's no walls. You know, all, all the other ones have walls. You're in, you know, you're inside. And so to be able to run up the stairs. Now, towers are always hard like this in the stratosphere tower. Yeah. Because you're going up a tower. So it's not like floors in like an office building, you know, like a building. Um, so it's really, really taxing. I mean, you are like your heart rate is like 180 <laughs> the whole time. But I mean, I'm just like I just remember as I was climbing, I'm like looking out over Paris, you know. <laughs> and to answer your question, that one when we got to the top, we had to kind of crawl through this very small area and then you had to run around. And I just remember we came up and then was there, there might've been like an observation up there. Empire State Building is super cool because you run up to the top of the Empire State Building and then you actually run around the Empire. Wow. Uh, the, which a few years ago was super cool because there was, it was, there was snow. So here we are in like a little jog, right? But you know, you're, you're boiling hot, you know, we're in like a little jog on shorts and we're sprinting through the snow. <laughs> no way. Really? They, they, I mean, they count a path or whatever, but yeah. yeah, it was, but it's, um, yeah, but generally, you know, cause it's inside, if it's inside a building, like we were just supposed to do five, five, five California here, but they just, they just um, shut it off. Oh, and then remember the Columbia Center that I told you yeah. when I did it? I was really pumped for that one here, which was supposed to be uh, March 22nd. And they were going to interview me and everything because I was one of the original ones that did the first year. But they just they just uh, oh. uh, canceled it because of the coronavirus. But they were super excited. And I was super excited to 34 years later come back and do – the building, you know, that was one of the first buildings I'd done, yeah. but it's, it just, I mean, you, really, you should try it sometime. It's, 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 it's so short. Yeah. I mean, 
you know, when I'm doing the Empire State or yeah, Empire State Building, it takes me less than 15 minutes. Wow. You know, 130, what is 162 flights of stairs and then running around the Empire State, uh, run around the observation. Um, there's just such a sense of accomplishment because literally you're going zero to 60. Yeah. I mean, if you want to do well, you're going zero to 60 when that gun goes off at the bottom. And it's, um, so there's no like pacing yourself really. It's just go. Well, you do want to, for the, for the longer building, I mean, yeah, you need to pace yourself because otherwise you're going to burn out. And yeah. that's what people, you know, they're like, ah, I got this because I got all the energy on the first 10 floors and they make the mistake, you know? And then I slowly start picking them off because like I do better. I don't do be uh, do well in like the 50, 60 story buildings because again, I think being an Ironman triathlete, a marathon, yeah. runner, I'm better at the, the longer, like some of the, cause there's some couple powerful, like sprinter, you know, girls that are like, are sprinters, but they're, when they get into those taller buildings, they start dying because they're used to that explosive anaerobic, you know, where this is, it's, you know, you get into like the freedom tower that's 210 flights of stairs. And so you really ha have to pace yourself. And in these iconic buildings like the World Trade Center, Freedom Tower, Empire State Building, um, Eiffel Tower, you can't listen to music. So, you, I mean, it's just like, okay, you just listen to your breath and people breathing heavy behind you. <laughs> it's just like you kind of like... Where does, your, yeah, where does your mind go? If you can't have the music to distract you, you know, what you know, are you thinking of? Yeah, it's, um, I just keep on trying to, when I'm in the Freedom Tower, that one's really unique because my birthday is 9-11. So I, I distinctly remember I was actually speaking wow. to my friends all through. And one of them, um, yeah, it was, uh, I had some friend that were friends that died on that day. So that it's, when I do the Freedom Tower, all I can think about the whole time I'm running that is about all the people that tried to save the lives and all the people, I mean, it just, I can just almost like visualize just the, yeah. the, the horror and the screaming and the chaos and the, just the madness that happened on that day. So that one's very, as long as and tedious as the, you know, building is, cause it's a newer building too. So everything just kind of seems to, it's the white walls and it just, yeah. everything seems to just kind of echo in there. And, uh, but that one has a lot of meaning to me because uh, my birth, having been born on that day and just remembering that distinctly, um, talking to my friends on the phone while the whole thing was going on. Um, but other times, uh, I just, I don't know. I think you just kind of get in this. Well, when I just did the, the, um, USA championships in the stratosphere tower in Vegas, again, that's really hard because it's a tower. Towers yeah. are always, you just, it's just never ending. You're just going straight up. And I so just there's remember no like flat part where you turn, well, I mean, you have, to, yeah, there has to be Is that, okay. stairs and then you, but it's, it's literally like just a little area that you quickly do a turn. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. It's not like flat, 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 you know? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I yeah. just remember because you're in elevation in Vegas, you don't think about it, but not only are you in the desert, so it's super dry. I mean, I, I just, I, my lung, my throat was dying. I mean, it, it was so dry there and you're also in elevation like 2000 or something like that. I think someone said. And so I just, I couldn't grasp air. Everyone was up at the top taking the oxygen mass. Wow. And that I just, I just remember, um, I was feeling pretty good. And I remember looking and I try to never look at the numbers on the wall because then you 
because then you can get into like 67, 68. Fuck, I've got another five. <laughs> okay, let's stop. Let's pause there for yeah. a second because I am 100% with you. Like, I don't wear a watch. I don't want to know. If I'm in a really long race, I don't want to know how far I am into it. I just want to go until it ends, basically. That's yeah. my thought. I'm like, just I'll keep going, but just yeah. when it ends, it ends, and I don't have to worry it. Because you're right. I'll do the thing where I'm like, I'm only two miles in. Like, oh, my God, this is impossible. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't usually do that. But this one, because I just I could not grasp. I was feeling really lightheaded and yeah. I just could not grasp any air. And I just remember this one. I was like, oh, my God, I just want to I just want to quit. And then, it, well, actually, you know what I start telling myself? Because it takes me. Would it take me um, 11 minutes from like that? Um, I actually was 30 seconds, 28 seconds faster than last year. So um, I start what I do and just like myself out all the time is I'm like, come on, Trisha, this is like 11 minutes out of your whole day, out of 24 hours, suck it up. Yeah. That's what I always do. Like when I just hit that dark spot, I'm just like 11 minutes. It's fucking 11 minutes out yeah. of your whole yeah. day. Just suck it up and finish the damn thing. And so, yeah, that's, that's what I do a lot of times, but I always like to challenge myself. So I don't know. That's uh, I think I encourage anyone who really wants to, see what they're made of. I think you'll find it. It's becoming a huge sport now, actually compared to, well, obviously when I first did it 34 years ago, but even now, like the races are all just maxing out and, 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 um, you know, it's not as boutique and even unique as it was when I got back into it, like eight years ago, it's become super, super popular and it's a great workout. Um, one thing about it is that it's, you're going against gravity, so there's no impact on your knees. Right. So that's why a lot of people are doing it because they can walk up the stairs and, you know, you burn twice as many calories. Yeah. You're, you know, when you're climbing then. Um, and it's it's over. To, it's um, done pretty quickly if you compare it to like a marathon, half marathon or an, or an Ironman. Even if someone's just walking it, you know, 30, 40 minutes, they'll be finished, yeah. you know. Yeah. So do you get to the top and like enjoy the view or are you just so completely wiped out that you're like, I came in? Yeah. The ones that I love is like the Rockefeller Center. That yeah. one's at six in the morning. So I have some really pretty, you know, they, I, they usually interview me at the top and they're like, Trisha's back. Because I've won that twice and come in second twice and come in third twice, I think. Wow. And so it's really pretty, that one, because, you know, you've got the observation deck and, you know, the sun's just coming up. So that one's really pretty. Uh, Empire State Building um, is really pretty. I mean, just to see New York, I mean, you're just on you're looking over new york and it's just it's amazing and it was a race that i wanted to do from the very first stair climb so i have to i'm just super super grateful that for the seventh time now i've been invited back again and i actually just ran my fastest last year um i pr'd by 36 seconds because i was training for the red bull 400 yeah which by the way i looked up a picture yeah it looks insane (laughs) yeah the red bull 400 yeah Yeah, a video afterwards the last one that i did i did it at the um olympic training center in kazakhstan and it was um i came in uh fifth or something like that but i was also going against a lot of the olympic skiers and it was literally generally you have like about a 50 yard 50 meter um flat kind of sprint and then you start climbing but because this one was in a bowl you literally started climbing after like I don't know, five meters, 10 meters. So you literally, you cross start line and just started climbing. Oh man. Uh, yeah. But it's, um, 
I think, uh, and I, my next one's coming in April 25th. Um, so I'm really looking forward to having a solid season because, um, because of training, you know, my training, my a race is the, um, is the Red Bull 400. And then I'll have Berlin marathon at the end of the year if I decide to move forward with that. That's awesome. So I think that all my stair races really reflect that. I don't know. They keep canceling them. So yeah, as a, as a guy who lives in Colorado right now, I have to ask, have you ever ran or heard of the Manitou incline? Ah, uh, yes. My friends do that. Oh, yeah, really? They- Train, they train, there's some stair climber friends of mine. They do that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Like my one friend, Steve Swimmer, he just did it, I think, a hundred times. What exactly is it? It's so, what it is this old railroad, um, like trestle that used to go straight up uh, Pikes Peak. Okay. And basically, they took the railroad out. It doesn't exist anymore as a railroad. And they, these people just put stairs in, basically. So if I'm right, and I could be wrong about this, it's like one mile of stairs. I think that, yeah, I think that's and right. And it gains like 2,000 feet of elevation in that one mile. It's insane. And I all I've done, I went out and uh, walked up it with my wife, and yeah. it's brutal. But I have a friend um, whose name is Bob Stuka, who's yeah. awesome, but he runs up it like every day for his training. And there's a whole community built around this this one oh, yeah. incline that go out and train on it every day and challenge. They have their own like little challenges they throw out at each other. Like it's really cool. It's really interesting. Yeah, but Steve Swimmer, one of the guys that does it all, he must live right by it because he's yeah. always saying that he does any trains on. I think he's just done it a hundred times now. I think wow. he was telling wow. me. But he was saying because I think I beat him in these last couple races. Yeah. And yeah. he was like, What um what I, I need to do something different. It's what I was telling you. He hasn't first off, you're in an open stairwell or you're in open stairs, so you can breathe in all the oxygen. I think you're also on elevation. But he needs to train either he needs to do them a lot quicker. Yeah. Or he needs to train his lungs and his heart heart rate to mimic that of the stair races at least that's what i'm doing yeah. like you know it's got the the you know susan will know the um the lion street stairs which are awesome but i can never get my heart rate and that burning feeling in my lungs that i can like if i'm running on the treadmill and i put it on that 20 percent, and i just keep going and keep going and it starts to mimic that <gasps> yeah eventually <gasps> yeah swing and um increasing my lactic threshold that I feel in the, in the stairwell. Wow. So I think that that was the only thing, unless he really starts like running up them or whatever then, but it's, uh, you should, you, there's one, they have one in Denver. I know. Yeah. I think I've heard, I can't remember what the building is, but yeah, yeah, I would, I would totally. Cause yeah, here's the it. thing, I'll- like I've been, you know, doing ultra running and that's a completely aerobic and you kind of want to be able to have a conversation with somebody while you're running just to, so you know, you're not pushing it, you know? Yeah. But it is interesting to me just to go like full anaerobic out of breath being destroyed. Like it would be interesting uh, to observe endurance, like at that aspect, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's um, I'll send you a link, but I think that because you do what one thing you will have is you'll have the endurance. Yeah. But you need to know how to pace yourself. You know, um, because again, like I said, when I was training for the marathons, that really helped with the endurance. Then training for the Red Bull 400s, where I'm doing all these hill repeats and treadmill repeats and 
tempo runs just to get my lactic threshold up higher and my heart rate up higher to mimic. Um, and what was interesting is when I was doing these hill repeats on the treadmill, my heart rate would get to about 172, 173. And when I did the, uh, the, um, when I just did the stratosphere tower, my heart rate was only up to 166. No. I'm kidding me. I felt like I was at 180 the whole time. Cause I couldn't, cause the air was so dry. I was like coughing up a lung at the top. I'm like, how is my, how is my, how is my heart rate? But it was so funny because everyone was taking oxygen at the top because yeah. it's just we weren't used to that super, super dry desert air plus being an elevation. Yeah. So do is there a point where you just notice like halfway up it's just completely covered in sweat now? Like all the stairs are just soaked in sweat? Well, again, I'm in the elite wave. Oh, that's true. So you don't get a you don't get a witness, you know, like the people no, going before no, you. What, gotcha. Yeah, but I hear from other people, um, yeah, that it's just like, yeah, people are just stopping and it's hot and it's sweaty and people are all over the place and and like the the railings. I wear the gloves to have better grip. So I yeah, I can't tell you that because I'm generally always maybe about the tenth person to go yeah. depending on the fifth could be the fifth person six, yeah so there really aren't that many you know super fast guys will go in front of me of course i'll never beat them but it the stairwell is pretty clean when i when i go in yeah so well let me ask you so like to kind of wrap up here you just mentioned really quickly like as a brief uh aside but getting used to swimming in an iron man and yeah. i just that the open water aspect sounds terrifying on top of just the sw having to swim aspect so like how did you kind of i don't know find br like bravery enough to like just give it a shot i think okay so like i said at the time i was dating um an elite swimmer and if i remember dean was also doing triathlons and so he said um how did i actually i think i started taking swim lessons at the olympic club with uh, uh, Scott, who was um, Olympic, uh, was a high level, I think he had just missed um, Olympic training or swimming, but was also doing triathlons. He was also the triathlon coach for the Olympic Club. And so he had some people going over doing this little sprint distance over in um, the East Bay. And it was in a lake. And I just remember, Chris, I was, now it was only like a 400 meter swim, or it wasn't even a big swim, you know, but. I just remember like standing there completely terrified and I, <laughs> yeah. I was even dog paddling. I don't remember, but I just remember like standing there and I pretty much, I think hyperventilated my way to the whole swim. And then when I ended up winning, winning because my, you know, I was a runner. So I yeah. blew everyone's way on the run and I just, I don't, you know, I, I can't quite remember, I think. And then I don't remember like my first escape from Alcatraz because I think that was the real test. And I think I trained in the um, in aquatic park, yeah. which part of the day. Um, and I got my body really acclimated to being in that. And I don't even remember. I think um, I think I'd gotten myself pretty much mentally ready by swimming in the bay in the yeah. little aquatic so much and being used to the water. And also, what I think a couple things that kind of calmed me was a I was wearing a wetsuit. I was like, I can't drown. I got a wetsuit on. And then there were I would always there was always so many of um, the uh, security bo boats or the not security but the um, you know the kayakers yeah. that would and I was like, okay, they're right there if I have any problem. But I think that um, 
I, again, it was so long ago, I don't really remember, but I think I just kind of kept testing myself, kept testing myself. And then when it came to doing Ironman Utah, and there was 60 mile an hour winds, and it blew away the swim course, and we had no idea where, I, I wasn't freaking out. It was so windy. I couldn't even see anyone. I couldn't see any, there was such big waves. I couldn't see anyone around me, but I felt calm. And the reason I felt calm is because the water was warm. Okay. I think it has been like the temperature of the bay, yeah. and it was real and murky but I was like okay I'm in the lake it was sunny out um so I think I just after repetition repetition I just like I could go out and swim in the bay now and I'd be you know fine I don't like it because it's way too cold for me but um I think it was just practicing and being like okay I made it through that okay I swam Alcatraz what, what can get worse than that yeah. you know um so yeah that's uh until the the last Alcatraz I did, and someone died in the swim. So, yeah, it was it was horrible conditions. It was really overcast, really it was super windy. Um, was like drizzling. That one was scary. I would have to say my very last one was really scary because it was gray, overcast, huge white caps. You couldn't. Yeah. I I couldn't see anyone around me, and um, this the uh, safety rafts, whatever they were all capsizing, Jeez. and that was the only time that I thought, oh my god, what what if I get carried back out to Alcatraz? What if I get carried? And that was the first race and especially first Alcatraz that I was like, Oh my God, I could, I could get um, washed back. I could get caught in a current and be like swept away because we, uh, they, you know, all the um, safety rafts were all being capsized. And actually that race, a woman died. She drowned. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Well, and yeah. it's in conditions like that though, like you're putting yourself out in, in the wilderness basically and if yeah. people are capsizing over who are in the safety boats like yeah that's yeah. scary it wasn't a good situation but um you know when you go through things like that you're like well if i can make it through all those then yeah yeah, yeah. it's that slow buildup of comfort i guess yeah yeah, yeah. So now i swim a couple times a week just as recovery for like my long runs and uh, uh stair workouts and stuff like that but so yeah. I hope I gave you insight onto the stair. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, where can people go to like sign up for stair runs? Um, tower there... running, uh, tower running USA. Tower running USA. Okay, and they yeah. can like there's like all of them mapped out, and you can see where they're having all the races and yeah, stuff. Yeah, or it could be. It might be. Yeah, there's tower running USA, and then there's also towerrunning.com. Okay, so one of those. Yeah, they can see the schedule of the races. Nice. So I'm gonna write that down so I can put it in the show notes for sure. Um, well, can you can you give us like one like as a lifelong athlete, what is one kind of piece of advice or takeaways that people can like leave the episode with? Um, I think that at least my take in life is I don't want to have any regrets when I die. And so for me, anything that uh, comes across my path as a challenge, whether it have been a marathon or a half marathon or Ironman or a 5K stair race, yeah. Red Bull 400, I just think that if people really want to um, know what they're made of, these races really show you what you're made of, you know? And I, I find it very inspiring. And it really, um, some of them just take you to your, like, one of the the – um, Red Bull 400 in the Olympic training center. I mean, when I was, I had nothing left and I was up at the top holding on for dear life. Cause otherwise I was going to fall backwards at 42%. You know, that looks terrifying. Yeah. That was the yes. pictures I was seeing. I was like, Whoa, if you fell, like you just tumble down that yeah, hill. I, 
Yeah, literally. So I just, I would take away for people is that I inspire you to try, try things um, outside your comfort zone because you, you won't be disappointed and it'll really get you in touch of what you're made of yeah. and uh, lead you to maybe even other aspects of things that you uh, didn't think was possible. And as you know, Chris, my motto is to never, never give, give up. up. It's right on the arm. Yeah. <laughs> um, Awesome. Well, Trisha, thanks so much. Where can people kind of like uh, find more information about you and your racing and stuff like that? On my website, which is Trisha, T-R-I-C-I-A-O-H-A-R-A. So it's my name, Trisha O'Hara. Okay. Com. Awesome. Awesome. Reach well- out. And I'll be more than happy to, you know, I, I coach and train people also. So if they are interested in that, then I can help get them ready for a race as well. Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you, Trisha. It was uh, super fun talking to you. Yeah, definitely. I'll send you some info. Okay. Sounds good. I'll let you know if I run up a bunch of stairs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to find the one in Denver and send it to you. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up today's episode. Uh, be sure to find Trisha's website and kind of check out some of the the stuff she's done, read some of the stories, um, check out the running, the stairs series, you know, the stair running series that goes uh, through the United States. Um, I bet if you are by a big city there, they have these events. Um, but yeah, thank, thank you guys so much for listening this week. Uh, we will be back at you next week with a new episode. Um, I gotta say this doing the podcast and, uh, sharing it with you guys every week has been so much fun, so incredible. And, uh, yeah, it's been great. So anyways, check out all the rest of our episodes and we'll be back at you guys next week. See ya.